All right. Blessings, blessings, saints of God. The first week is under my belt. I'm about to give you a report on what the first week of seminary was like at Trinity School for Ministry in Ambridge and kind of let you know what's going on with uh, some of my writings that I've been doing. So uh, stay tuned. Hi, this is John Hall. And this is Kathy Emmons. And we're from 101.5 Ward FM. And you've just fallen into the Theology Theology Pit. Pit. All right, everybody, welcome to the Theology Pit. This is Theology out of Pittsburgh, and not to be confused with a bottomless pit, because you know what we say, when you fall into a bottomless pit, you die of dehydration. I'm, of course, your friendly neighborhood host and podcaster and theologian and seminarian, Samson Kovach. Sorry if you heard a bit of an echo there. I had the external speakers on uh, whenever the uh, intro was playing, but that's all right. I mean, that's, you know, that happens, and... um. I'm just kind of doing these real fast. Not really going to be editing, you know, much stuff here because I just I want to let you guys know what it's like. So, um, the first week of seminary was crazy. I mean, the first couple days, so much came at us. Um, it's I, I'm starting to get my bearings now. I have, um, you know, one solid paper under me not really a a paper more more like just a quick review i have two others that i wrote that i talked about last time um the one uh they're dealing with um you know world missions stuff i think one one was by uh stoughton wright and the other one was by samuel escobar um all right, here's here's what happens. They're not on the website. They're not on samsonstick.com, and they're not going to be there until after they've been turned in and graded. And the reason why is because in seminary, um, plagiarism is taken very, very seriously. Okay, One of the ways you can check for plagiarism, along with you know, how well you're writing, those sort of things, there are programs that will scour the internet in order to um, make sure you're not plagiarizing and also grammatically fix some things. And the program that they've given us is called Grammarly. Uh, We have free access to it. I guess if you want to subscribe to it, you can, if you're just a regular writer. Um, It has some weird little quirks to it. Uh, It it will uh, reformat your papers. I found that out with the first paper that I did. Um, what happened was I wrote in pages and then I had to, um, put it into Grammarly. So I put it back into Grammarly and then I put it back into pages. Okay. So I went pages, Grammarly pages. Then I have to upload it into Google docs, but Google docs will not take a pages, uh, format. So I had to reformat it to Word and then to Pages or and then to Google Docs. So what happened was in the midst of all that, it started adding in um, unnecessary spaces between my um, paragraphs. It started changing fonts. I would have a couple different fonts that would go on there. It, would, it just everything got real funky. I was talking to some fellow students about that, and they said, yeah, what you have to do, they said, it's weird, and and there's a a, extremely wonderful uh, lady who works at the school. Uh, She teaches also, but she edits um, 
you know, papers and stuff. And she, if you send her your paper, she will go through it and mark it up and show you, um, you know, what you need to change, what you need to adjust there. Okay. Um, she warned me that, you know, Grammarly does some weird stuff and she caught some things that it did, but some students there said, what you have to do is you have to have a window open with Grammarly in it and then a window open with your paper in it and really do more of a, um, paragraph by paragraph check. Just put it in the Grammarly next to it and then make the adjustments there. Don't drag it back and forth or, you know, download it and upload it back and forth because you'll have these formatting problems to it. So, um, you know, lesson learned there. So what I've done is, you know, I, I've more or less followed that. Now I wrote those two papers and what happened was whenever like the two book reports, whenever I put them on samsonstick.com and I use Grammarly to check because of the adjustments I'd done with Grammarly, between 75% and 100% of my papers were considered plagiarized from samsonstick.com. So I'm plagiarizing myself. I can't even trust me on the internet here. So because of that, I'm going to wait until after my papers um, have been turned in and graded. And um, once I get the grades, then I will uh, put them online for you to read because uh, I don't want them, you know, I mean, my professors, they don't know that I have a website. A lot of them don't know that I have a podcast. Like they're, they're unaware of this. You send them a paper or, you know, you send the TA, the paper, the TA may be the one checking it. And, you know, if he runs a plagiarism scan on it or plagiarism program, and then all of a sudden it comes up, samsonstick.com is all this stuff, almost like word for word. They're going to be like, Hey, you know, what's the deal here? You know? Um, so to avoid any of that, that's the way I'm going to do it. Now, you know, I did this uh, small review in this new one and I haven't put, you know, anything up there and it was really just on, um, like the, the, we, we have, it's for the history class, the medieval history class. And I'm going to talk to you about each class, but I'll talk to you first about just the structure of my week and what it kind of looks like. Uh, Monday morning, uh, my day starts at chapel, uh, service at 8.30 in the morning, okay? And then I have class from 9.20 roughly uh, because, you know, chapel lasts so long and then we have like a little, sort of like little coffee time, coffee donut time or scones or, you know, whatever there is. Enough time for you to get over, you know, into the, uh, you know, to the main building uh, for your class. And so my first class is um, medieval church history, and uh, that lasts until noon. And um, a professor usually takes it in well, this past week, he took it right up to noon. So then uh, from 12 to 1.30 is my lunch, which is kind of sweet. I mean, that's kind of nice to have an hour and a half break. I mean, you know, I spent the time mostly um, you know, hanging out with some of the other students that I, uh, I know that started, you know, with me in this, uh, you know, this mid-year semester here and um getting to know them you know making some making some good friends and we're just talking over stuff and uh you know just some of the classes and and, and that sort of thing and uh at 1 30 i then had my um class on the introduction to world missions and so 
you know, I, I went to that, or no, it was an introduction to World Mission. I'm sorry, that's on Tuesday. On uh, Monday was um, my introduction to the New Testament, which is a survey of the New Testament, of all the books of the New Testament. And the professor in there is fantastic. I mean, he is, is one of these professors where he has notes, but he barely has to look at them and he draws a lot of diagrams on the board and just he has a way of of teaching and explaining things where you can tell that he has a really deep and good understanding of what he's talking about and it is I mean it's a great class to be now granted both of these classes have you know over 20 people in them so you don't get a lot of, you know, one-on-one time with the professor, but the professors are generally pretty good in like, you know, the lunches and, um, during breaks and stuff like that, they come and hang out with you and, you know, chat with you and stuff. So, you know, you get to, you get to know them. It's almost like the, the place is kind of shocking me. It's almost like it's run by a bunch of students in a way it, it kind of feels like that. I mean, cause they're all, they're very, very concerned with how you're doing your mental health. Like, you know, all, you know, that, that whole spiel there. Now, I am in the MDiv program right now, the Master Divinity program, but I'm going to be switching it. And um, I'm probably going to be doing that this week, or at least having the meetings to do that this week. I'm going to be switching it to an MAR, which is the Master of Arts in Religion. And it, it has an option to either do a non-thesis or a thesis option. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push for the thesis option. It's going to be a little... Um, interesting to get into you know it's going to be based on a lot of my writings uh this semester from what i've read but um what it will allow me to do that the mdiv won't is basically i'll be writing half a book i'll be writing five chapters um on on a thesis and i already know what i'm going to do it on you guys know what i'm going to do it on i'm going to do it on you know challenging the doctrine of justification by faith alone and um I'm going to have two semesters, you know, to write this, and and there are you know postmarks throughout the throughout the semesters in in how you know which how, when you have to have chapter two done, chapter three done, etc. What I'll have to do then at the end of the year to to pass to graduate is I'm going to have to successfully defend um, my my thesis. And so I will have somebody who I I will work with so that they will intimately know my paper, my book, my half work or whatever, and they will be challenging me and questioning me uh, in front of... Um, the, the professors and the, um, I think the administrative deans, uh, the, um, probably the dean president will be there. I, I, I would assume, I don't know. Um, the academic dean, uh, may be there. Definitely the, um, director of the MAR program, you know, will be there, but I will have to defend my thesis and my, uh, my, my proposition. And then I will, get my um my degree my master's degree uh that'll take about two years it's it's a little bit less than the mdiv but it's um what i am going to lose in the amount of classes that i'm going to take and the the, the classes that I, I wanted to take i will gain in the fact that i'm going to have a peer-reviewed you know thesis that um and, I, and I'm pretty sure that they said in the library they keep all the theses that are, are published in you know everywhere. So it, it may be a, a researchable thesis. 
but it's definitely something that I can springboard the rest of my book on, which will give it a lot more uh, credibility um, that it has been scrutinized, you know, before it goes out, which is different than if I'm just writing a book now and like self-publishing it and everything. So I talked to my pastor about it and he was like, look, if they have this avenue, you really should take advantage of it. Um, the, uh, professor that, uh, checks over, you know, our work and stuff. She told me that my writing is really strong. Um, grammarly, when you put your stuff in there, it, it does grade you. And after I get all my commas in the right place and that sort of thing, I'm usually in the, between the high eighties and mid nineties out of a hundred, um, for what it considers to be perfect. It's funny. Uh, when I, when I, when I do quote things or I quote the Bible and stuff like that, even though I have the citation in there, it still hits me for plagiarism. They're like, you plagiarize this. And it's like, no, I, I didn't. But they told me that sometimes it's very laughable. Like one of the things that says, Hey, these eight words are plagiarized in some like, you know, I, I don't, I forget what it was like from some like mechanics website or something. I'm like, well, that's uh, just ridiculous. And in, in the way that, you know, grammarly works at times. Okay, so that's my Monday. And then this particular Monday, um, that second class starts at 1.30. And it ends at roughly a quarter after four. Okay. Chapel, I have to go to chapel again at 4.30. 4.30 to a quarter to five, roughly. These, these are all you know, rough, rough times here. And the reason why is because they count chapel as part of my class. So anytime I have class, I have chapel. So if I have two classes, I have two chapels that I that I go to participate in. So that lasts till about a quarter to five. Now this Monday happened to be a special Monday because I had a, a workshop, and since the the uh, seminary that I'm going to is primarily an Anglican seminary, chapel that we do is in the Anglican tradition. So we're using the Book of Common Prayer. Um, the Dean of, um, I want to say admissions, I'm going to have to look up all these titles. Uh, super nice guy, like super great. He said that basically his responsibility is um, for seminary students from when they start until the day they die because he's in charge of the students and the alumni. So he follows you, you know, your whole life, you report back to him or until he dies or until you die, whatever, you know, anyways, as long as he's there, that's your contact. He's, you know, always, uh, always going to be involved and, and you always have a touch base with him. He decided to put together workshops to make things easier for people, not only easier, but a lot of people that come to seminary, come to seminary to become priests or pastors. I'm not one of them, but many, many, many of my um, my uh, fellow students are. Uh, they're, they're all prepared for the priesthood. So they need to know, and especially the Anglican ones, they need to know all this stuff you know, intimately. And so our chapel services, from what they say, is this is the place to screw up. Okay, this is the place to make your mistakes. Okay, um, liturgical worship can be tricky. And so, um, depending on what time of year it is, what book, because they're changing the Book of Common Prayer, they're up updating it. So we're you know having to learn both. So I had a two hour workshop on Monday from six p.m. to eight p.m., which meant I left my house at roughly eight in the morning. Okay, a little bit before eight in the morning, and then 
I got home at about a quarter after eight because the traffic was pretty light. It's about a quarter after eight, twenty after eight at night. And um, it made for just a really, really long day. I came home and I was so tired. I more or less, you know, just uh, I was up for a little bit watching TV with the with the fam, and then just I, I just went to bed, just collapsed to bed. Eight thirty the next day, I had to be back for chapel because I had a morning class, which was my uh, introduction to missions class or my introduction to world missions. Um. So I got there at 8.30, and there were quite a few of us that were at the workshop the night before. And a lot of us had this world missions class. We were beat, and our professor could tell. So he let us out just a little bit early. Um, he didn't, you know, he, he didn't feel it good to lecture very on. But he's um older guy. He's retiring. This is his last semester teaching. And... We have a lot of work to do, you know, in his class as well. So on that Tuesday, you know, I got done um, pretty much right after I was done eating uh, eating lunch. Uh, I got a text actually pick pick my daughter up from gymnastics if I could at uh, I think it was like one thirty or something like that. So I just I, I left early. It was you know pretty nice. Now on Wednesdays. Wednesdays are special days because I don't have any classes, but what I do have is Eucharistic chapel service. And what that is, is that is the chapel service that is generally run by the, um, by the faculty. And um, some of the students do perform you know, acolyte duties. More than likely, if if you're not sure what that is, think um, if you ever seen a liturgical service, think of like the people that um, carry the cross and the torchbearers. Um, that's generally what they did, assisted um, with with the communion preparations. So you had people that showed up there early, set up the set up the altar. Um, you know, there's a proper way to set everything up to stack everything to you know so that it, it looks a certain way and it functions a certain way and even backup stuff so all that had to be done and there were about four or five people on that team to uh to make sure that uh things things go well um the uh, dean president is the one that gave the sermon that day and we all communion and then uh afterward we go for a roughly half hour um, coffee, scones, donuts time, you know, maybe 45 minutes, depending on you know how long things last. And we hang out with the professors and, you know, we, we chat with them. I was, I was chatting with my, my history professor. Um, really nice guy. They're, they're all super nice. Everybody's so nice there. Um, and the, uh, the, the dean, we then file into the, everybody there goes into the biggest um, classroom that we have. And this is a, uh, this whole thing on, on Wednesday is a requirement for um, resident students. You have to be there. It's not like they take attendance, but, you know, it's, it's a small enough school that people know if you're missing. Um, so, you know, you go and it was really neat because... The dean just kind of, it was almost like he was, 
you know, giving a, um, a state of the month address. Here's what's going on with the school. Here's what's uh, some of our concerns. What's the feedback from you? Uh, you know, we're almost to, you know, student capacity. They had a um, 20% rejection rate for um, th- this past year for uh, admissions. And, um, you know, we're, we're wondering what to do. And, and students brought up concerns. A lot of them, you know, a lot of the students are from South Carolina, Texas, or uh, Kenya, you know, a- around the world, different, different areas. Um, I think some from Canada, not sure, Kentucky, a lot where there's a lot of like big Anglican uh, communities, they all come from. But finding housing is the biggest problem for them. And they were talking about that. So the more students you bring in, the more housing problems you have. And it's, you know, so it was, it was very interesting. It was, it was really neat to kind of get that feedback. After the Dean's Hour, um, we had um, what's called, um, uh, what is it? Leadership Formation Group. And the Leadership Formation Group is you have a, um, a faculty leader, a faculty advisor. So you go and you, you, you grab a lunch, they pretty much give you a paper bag and they have all these sandwiches made and chips and stuff and you just make it up, you know, pack your lunch and then go to wherever you're supposed to go to meet. And, um, you know, mine is, is in the, in the library and just so happens that my, um, faculty leader is the head of the, uh, MAR program. And I'm like, okay, you know, here's some providence here. She's super nice. She, you know, runs the library and stuff. Um, you know, she teaches also uh, at, at the at the school um, on research writing and, and those sort of things. Um, and basically, what this meeting is is it's part um, support group, part like prayer group discussion, but also. Um, it's you're 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 a group that twice a semester it's your group's job to lead the chapel services for the week so next week you know this week coming up here um my group is scheduled to do it so we were you know divvying out what the um responsibilities from everyone yeah who was going to preach who was going to um you know lead the liturgy who was going to be the readers you know whatever you know we just started you know they started putting it together and usually it goes to upperclassmen but you know they wanted to get some uh, some younger ones in there also to help them out and it's it's a way for you to kind of learn um after after we did all that so what that means is that um i w- depending on when because there's a lot of us in there and you don't need everybody you know for the chapel service uh, people who couldn't make it you can fill in for them and you know people who could you know whatever but basically what the week looks like is that you know uh, Monday Tuesday th- and Thursday there are two chapel services each on Wednesday there is one because it's the um you know, the Eucharistic service, the communion service. And on Friday, there's only one in the morning. So you have to cover, so your group has to cover all of that. Um, you know, that all, uh, that all has to be done. Now, after I was done there with, with that meeting um, at 1.30, because that, that was from about noon to about a quarter after one, 
<coughs> excuse me, at 1.30, I then had to go um, to learn on my what's called my sacristy team. And a sacristy team is how to set up the altar for the Eucharist where everything goes, where, you know, all the linens are, how to, you know, how to do everything and just, yes, to set up and tear down. And there are three sacristy teams that, that rotate. And it's always the sacristy team that tears down one week is the team that sets up the next week. So if you don't tear stuff down properly and get things, you know, washed and dried and ironed and make sure that, you know, you have the wine and you have the the wafers ready to go and things are, you know, cleaned and, you know, taken care of, the books are set up properly, you know, the whole, the, you know, everything's taken care of. If you don't have that done, if that's not available for you, it's, well, it's your fault. Okay. So, that was my Wednesday. Thursday, um, I went in. Uh, I didn't have class until the afternoon, so I. But I did go in early because, man, I got to tell you, those lunches are good. They're free lunch. Well, they're not free. I mean, we pay for them through our tuition, but boy, they're delicious. They are really, really good. I mean, I'm I, I've been eating so good and so hearty there. Um, I mean, we've had shepherd's pie. We've had um, like a, a curry chicken and um, and rice like mix we've had um oh like a um like a, a roast beef um cheese like sandwiches with the dipping a jus sauce and salads with homemade dressings and cakes and cupcakes and desserts and all kind I mean it's just been oh it's been fantastic and um so, so I, I go there early, of course now Thursdays is what's called you know family lunch day. you can bring your family. And they eat for free also. Every everybody just eats. Just just come and so you've got kids running around, you're meeting everybody's wives and kids, and it's just chaos. It's absolute chaos in the uh um in in the cafeteria. It's it's fantastic. Um then I had my class on um my introduction to well, it's not an introduction. It, it's it's biblical interpretation. So it's basically hermeneutics, the art and science of biblical interpretation. And there's only five of us in this class. Um, and the and with the professor, he just had us put all the desks in kind of like a, a semicircle and everything. And it was really an intimate setting. And because there's so few of us. It's super interactive. At, he's like, at any point, interrupt me. I love being interrupted and answering questions. So we're like, all right, great. And so we're constantly doing that. And he was able to easily make it through his entire lesson with us, just asking all these questions and talking and everybody kind of telling their story about, you know, how they grew up, where they came from and why they're, you know, at Trinity. And it's, you know, it's just a lot of fun. You really get to know everybody in that class. It's going to be such a great class. Um, and then, of course, after that class, um, at 4.30, I had um, yeah, chapel. And then um, Friday, I, I don't have anything going on on Friday, so I have Fridays off. Um, and that was what my week looked like. So it was like a 12-hour day, a uh, and, uh, yeah 12-hour day, 5-hour day, something like that. I guess it would work out too. 5-hour uh, day, another 5-hour day another you know, five hour day, I guess. And then, you know, but in between that, all I'm doing, I'm just reading a ton. I, I'm reading and I'm, I'm taking notes and I'm writing papers. I have 
all sorts of like that's all I do now is I just read and honestly I love this is a job for me and I love this job I absolutely love what I'm reading I love what I'm I'm doing I want to go into into more into like the exact things of what I'm I'm doing but I'm coming up on the on the half hour mark here but here's something to say that I really like with my uh, church history class since I'm I'm in the one for the um, the medieval church up to the Reformation. So think about like 600 AD to, you know, up into the Reformation. So maybe into like 700 or 1700, like somewhere around there. And um, one of the things that I have to do, not only with, you know, weekly reviews that I have to, I have to write and, you know, the papers to fill out that are going to be, for, you know, good for my final and that sort of thing. I have to do a, a book presentation or more like a topic presentation with um, a couple classmates. And it just so happens that, you know, one of the things that we could do is on the story of the uprising of the Anabaptist community in Munster, Germany. And I got that one. And so I am so excited about it. I have a couple books to read on it. Um, you know, I've already, I've talked about it I've, I've written about it in uh in, in my book in in the one chapter but i found out that my one of the guys i'm working with he um it came up from liberty university and he said that he did a paper on it a couple years back so he's familiar with it hey thanks for listening to theology pip this is kind of like my seminary journal um check me out samsonstick.com you can donate now it's time to close down the pit thank you hey everyone thanks for listening to the theology pit Do us a favor and check out our website at samsonstick.com. Tell us what you like or what you don't like and consider making a donation. Just send a buck to show your appreciation. It's more than just money. To us, it's an encouragement. samsonstick.com. 